What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. You got Cam and myself, Tucker LaBelle, in here for the intro segment of this episode of Picking Corners, brought to you by our good friends and epic merch providers, Bar Down Lacrosse. Uh, Bar Down Lacrosse provides everything from NLL to OJLL merchandise and everywhere in between. So if you are looking for your NLL fan fix, or maybe soon you're looking for your Picking Corners podcast or our friends over at Back of the Bird, you can also find that on Bar Down Lacrosse's website. If you don't have social media yet, download social media just to follow them, Bar Down Lax. Um, they do some awesome stuff, and they're also part of Bar Down Hockey, which those of you in the hockey world know all about them um, as they create some of the greatest hockey merch out there and an awesome line of NHL stuff as well. So we are pumped to be working with them. Uh, more details coming up, more merchandise mock-ups, all the awesome stuff to come. Um, but we do want to shout them out and thank them for their support of the podcast. So go give Bar Down Lax a follow. Cam, what's up, man? We got a, we got a couple minutes here to intro before that interview. Um, what's new for you? What's new in the city? How you feeling? What was good, dude? Yeah. So first of all, for some comments on bar down, um, they have been the official kind of merch provider for the Minto cup. And is it the president's cup? I just keep, I keep saying, I keep seeing chase the Prezi. So, (laughs) uh, and that gear is sick. Like I actually really want a hat because, uh, they're doing a really good job, but Pretty pretty wild that they're also doing merch for us. Um, so, you know, just an exciting time. Uh, we are in the works of them creating some mock-ups. They actually sent me some stuff. Um, so some T-shirts, some hoodies, a hat. We're talking about doing a jersey. Um, I, I asked if they could do a bucket hat for us to kind of be a little unique. So, um, so I mean, it should be coming out pretty soon. So uh, we're finalizing that up. And uh, it's just pretty it's it's great to be partnering with a a group like that who uh, is clearly, you know, not just some large brand that's creating, you know, more apparel and driving more revenue for themselves. They're actually representing, you know, box lacrosse um, leagues and, and, and whatnot. Right. So hopefully we can bring them into maybe the the BLL and the NABLL and start having them do some stuff, uh, you know, for some of the tournaments that are happening here. But um Speaking of one of the or the interviewee that we're having on the show today is none other than Rachel Anderson. It's going to be our first recurring guest, which is really exciting. Um, Rachel is the director for the NABLL, and they just recently had their nationals tournament um, this last weekend in Naperville, Illinois, of all places, which uh, allowed for Garrett, Al and I to uh, actually go and cover the event a little bit. And it was really awesome. It was a cool experience. Uh, a lot of really good talent there. Uh, the guys were great. Uh, they were actually, you know, recognizing uh, us from, you know, the podcast and and Instagram and whatnot. So it was cool to be able to interact with them and, um, you know, just kind of stir up some excitement for the event. And it looked like it went really well. So i uh, really pumped to have that conversation with her in a little bit. Um, but speaking of, you know, summer league tournaments going on here, uh, shout out to the Burlington Blaze. Minto Cup champions, right? That's a pretty big deal, Tucker. I know that, uh, you know, I kind of have a a base knowledge of 
some of these, um, you know, bigger tournaments and, and kind of leagues and things happening in Canada. But, you know, you, you've kind of been following this a lot longer than I have. So what does it truly mean for someone or, you know, just individual and also team to to have an accomplishment like that to win a Minto Cup for, you know, for our audience? What What's that like? I mean, I would say it's kind of comparable to like winning like the, the Little League World Series here in the U.S. or something along those scales, any major, any major quote unquote youth tournament. But the thing about these is that, I mean, you have across these rosters and levels, I mean, you have kids at the junior ages who are getting picked up on NLL rosters, especially goalies getting signed young. So your, you know, your level of experience and your level of current career path in lacrosse is different across the board for all these kids. Um, but the level of play is, is incredible. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And, um, so it's a huge deal. I mean, it's an honor to win any of these, you know, any of these accomplishments in box across in Canada, because, you know, many of these guys grow up their entire lives with the aspiration to win one of those. And yes, they have the aspirations to become, you know, NLL lacrosse players, but the big journey for a lot of them is to win, um, you know, a Minto cup or a, or a Prezi or anything along those lines is, those are goals set from a young age for these Canadian players. And so it's awesome and it's huge for their communities because the communities get behind these teams in a huge way. Um, this is, you know, for me, it reminds me a little bit of like, you know, summer league collegiate baseball in the U S that some of these teams are huge. They're really well funded. They travel nice. They're super supported, but it is, I mean, each of these teams is run a lot of ways like a professional entity. I mean, the guys travel correctly. There's a lot of fans at games. They play in big arenas, um, so to win something like this or to even be in contention is huge. And that's why we're seeing so much media um, across these different championships right now because of how big they are in Canada. Um, and it's the opportunity to see incredible players play at a young age and then, you know, push off into their their NLL careers. And so it's it's awesome. It's fun. I think we're seeing more and more of it in the States now because of good social media there. Um, there's more of an awareness now for the Prezi and for the Mento um, than I think I've ever seen before, to be completely honest with you. So um, huge honor for them. Huge shout out to them. I'm enjoying watching it. Everyone else is enjoying and watching it. The highlights are insane. Um, there's a lot of really great coming out of that right now. And I mean, honestly, a big part of that is bar down as well, like putting out what they're putting out. Um, the merch companies putting out their merch. Like there is a big presence and understanding for what these are now. I think more than any previous year that I've paid attention, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, to kind of experience it for the first time and and just see how big of a following it has, how important this clearly is to people who are aspiring to win something like that, who have been a part of that, who who have watched people, you know, kind of re reach that level of their career and then you hear all of these NLL guys, especially the Canadians obviously, right, cuz it's a, uh, you know, kind of this this big Canadian um you know, kind of like notion, right? That if you win a man cup or a Minto cup, I mean, that's like a huge deal. It's like winning the Super Bowl almost, right? So like to hear, you know, guys on our podcast, guys on Back of the Bird, people just, you know, posting things on their stories, like there's a huge backing behind these, you know, these championships, these leagues, because those guys know more than anyone how much goes into making a run like that and how, you know, how much it means to, to potentially be able to hoist a cup. So I think it's super cool. Honestly, I, I'm a little bit more excited just because I've been following it a little bit closer um, for the man cup coming up here. Uh, the new Westminster salmon bellies actually just uh, won and clinched in game seven to 
face the, the Six Nations Chiefs coming up here in the Man Cup. Um, and I believe the last time that they faced each other um, was a couple times in the 90s, which is pretty wild. Um, and I saw some like old videos of some fights and stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, man, this is like really cool. I mean, it's just like a sweet concept that I just would have no idea or, you know, any kind of context about if I had never transitioned from playing field lacrosse to box across in my adulthood. So it's, it's really awesome. And I'm excited to watch and actually follow along um as the the series goes on i know that new westminster is definitely the underdog in this case um a lot of people think that six nations team is just super stacked and i mean they 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 swept um the last team they played who who did the chiefs beat i can't remember because it was a, a minute ago um i know new west new westminster beat the thunder and the chiefs beat the lakers the peterborough lakers yeah um so i mean it just seems like there's so much history and culture and like everything that goes into this. It's not just, you know, a bunch of Americans getting paid to be high powered athletes and, you know, do sponsorships. And then you know, they go and play on like the biggest stage and, you know, they're almost celebrities, right? Like these are guys that are like firefighters and like police officers. And, you know, they like grew up playing hockey and lacrosse and, you know, they've got a, they own, you know, a small business in town or something, right? Like, Obviously, a lot of the guys that are playing in the Man Cup are are NLL players or pro players. But, uh, you know, these guys that are playing Junior C, Junior B, then, um, you know, they're just uh, normal members of the community. And it's awesome to see people like that performing at such a high level and and having such a passion um, outside of their normal every day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's sick. Another big uh, tournament coming up here uh, is Laxni, the North American International. Oh, yeah. Um, so as we you know grow closer to that, we are less than a month away right now. It starts on the 28th of September um, and runs through October 1st. So we're on the edge of a very big tournament. Um, this is really the biggest tournament, I think, in my mind in North America with the highest talent level um, as far as kind of amateur semi-pro lacrosse goes. Um, but this tournament is different than a lot in the sense that you will see a lot of NLL players on rosters in this tournament. Um, you'll see huge names. You'll see up and coming stars everywhere in between um, all coming together at the Nexus Center in Utica, New York, uh, same place where Worlds will be held next fall. So the kind of the hub for box lacrosse for the next two years. So um, teams from all over the place, including announced yesterday, Team USA will be entering their team to prepare for Worlds into uh, Lax and I as well. I'll be there likely uh i think i can say this but i'll likely be there with the pittsburgh kings um so i'm excited to go up there and mix it up suit up haven't been up in a few years but it is by far the best tournament i've ever played in um and to be able to play in the nexus center i'm excited to give a review of that um and kind of show what's going on there and kind of the growth of box there's going to be a u18 division um which i'm excited selfishly to recruit from um and then there will also be a women's division as well which is really 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 cool so uh, the world of box definitely comes to Utica in a matter of really a month now. Um, so we'll look forward to that. I will say the NLL names being dropped on these rosters is insane. Uh, I looked at one roster yesterday that has five active NLL guys ready to roll. Um, so the, the talent level is going to be amazing. Um, and I will say, I think this is probably the most talented lax nigh that I'm seeing on the past couple of years. So I think we're in for a awesome show. I know all those games will be broadcasted, too, for those viewers out there wanting to watch. Uh, Steven Stamp, I believe, is going to be on the call for all those games. Um, so it's going to be 
a great box production and a great opportunity to watch box lacrosse. And we'll probably share highlight after highlight across our page of what's going on there. Um, but that's another thing to look forward to in the, uh, the world of box lacrosse that we're on right now. Yeah, it's super exciting. I've had a, a ton of our uh, fans and just, you know, people we've made relationships with reach out to us and say, hey, you going to Lax tonight, you going to Lax tonight. I've had to tell them no, um, just because it's also fairly close to the BLL championship weekend. So Garrett and I will be at that the weekend before um, and just, you know, kind of a lot going on all at once. But yeah, I guess we'll all be there now. I think about that. You will now be representing us. So we'll definitely have to outfit you with some gear. Uh, maybe get you capturing some some wholesome content and we can tell everyone that we will have a representative uh you know at the event so that's pretty exciting we'll get some we'll get some fun content out. and you're right BLL championship weekend the uh the 15th in uh denver colorado um i'll be out there for the all-star game friday and then y'all will stay through for the tournament and then well, lax night coverage as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of really good box coming up in the next. Yeah, and, and actually going back to uh, your your comment about Team USA joining lax night, we actually uh, made a connection with um, Garrett Wimberly from the Team uh, USA kind of box program. Right, he's one of the directors there that um, is part of Sports Growth and Box and Sixes. Um, made a connection with him at the NABLL tournament and. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking to potentially partner on some content with them. We've got our guy, Nick Coyne from the Panther City um, Lacrosse Club, who is their equipment manager, is actually going to be the equipment manager for Team USA. We talked about uh, coming out with a behind the scenes series, and I think we're going to kick that off um, with the, the Team USA, um, you know, team joining Lax and I. So uh, a lot of great content coming out. So definitely uh, put your notifications on. Keep following along with us. Um, I think we kick it over to Garrett and our interview with Rachel. What do you think, Tuck? I'm in. I got to go do a mile time with these guys. So let's kick it to the interview. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Right now, Rachel Anderson, NABLL director. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode. And today we have, once again, our first recurring guest, my ad, uh, Rachel from the NABLL. Now, not only does she is she from the NABLL, does she runs a couple teams, but she's the director of the NABLL, who happened to actually just have their championship weekend in Chicago and took a Naperville. And I believe the Westminster Wild one took it all home. Um, so congrats out to you guys. Great games. Um, Rachel, how are you feeling now that the season's over? Um, successful season, I might add. What are your thoughts? Um, uh, I our national tournament was fantastic. Um, I am 0% disappointed, which is something I don't say very often, but the tournament was fantastic. I, I think everyone had a great time. Um, like you said, the wild took the wild took the hardware home for the second year in a row. So there are, there are only champions thus far and everything went great. The facility was fantastic and, and lovely to work with. Um, we had, top-notch trainers we had great staff in the box um media coverage uh for the entire weekend you guys came out on friday night and added a little excitement to that um digitally as well so it was it was fantastic i'm really pleased with how things went this year yeah i will say the games were very very well run um even for friday being shorter games a little bit more hectic moving around um 
the refs were good. The media coverage was good. The stats were actually, that was a really cool thing I'd seen. Um, the live stat updating. So that was cool. Um, even down to like, I was in one of the games and the photographer and I were in the penalty box and we're standing on the boards so that a guy can serve his penalty and we can get our shots and everything. And we're like bouncing over each other and everything. But it, it was, it was organized chaos, but it was so beautiful to see it all well run. So hats off to you. Congratulations about that. It was definitely organized chaos. Thank you. Friday night was a, a whole new level of intensity this last year, we just ran the one at a time. And this year we decided to to do the two because we had 10 teams instead of eight. And we did the play-in style. That's a little bit more like some of the bigger tournaments because our teams don't have a ton of opportunity to kind of cross into other regions. So like you might be undefeated and I might be undefeated, but they might not be the same level. So we wanted to reseed this year instead of like the blind pull play. Um so the short playing games, I was running from one box to the other box, which happened to be on opposite walls of the facility in heels. I ran like three miles in heels that night. But yeah, it was organized chaos, but everything did happen um, as intended. So Saturday felt like a walk in the park, honestly. Like it's kind of a good way, like go out hard. And then the next day was like, are you good? I was like, I'm, I'm so good. There's just one game happening right in front of me. It's fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was very I was very impressed. I'll say that. Um, we met some cool people, met some good teams. Um, so if you saw us and you liked us, hey, hit us up. We'll hit you up again because we had some really good interviews too. Um, Cam Tuck, who's got another question? Some input. I know Tuck's got some always well, some interesting artifacts. You know, I guess I was viewing from a viewer's perspective from everything online, but what I guess, and we just talked about this a little bit pre-recording, Rachel, but. What were what were kind of the most exciting surprise teams for you slash just like a lot of enthusiasm and love for being their type teams? Yeah, well, I was so excited to see two of our well, we had three first year teams. The Austin Scorpions um, are new to us. Um, they're not a, they're not a brand new team. They're just new to us. And so it was lovely to meet them. They're a fantastic group of guys. I enjoyed hanging out with them a little bit, getting to know them better. Um, Billy, their GM was just a fantastic, well, acting GM um, in the moment. He was their leader at the tournament. Fantastic guy. But the Paper City Oaks and the Thousand Island Spirits are both brand new teams that just were um, first year teams and first year with us. And they both came with a a boatload of fans. They both came with extra guys on their rosters, like fresh legs available per game. And I'd like the Paper City Oaks knocked out Cambridge and Maine, which are like longtime powerhouses in in the Northeast box. So that was it. It was impressive. They had a, a good run. I'm sure like not the outcome that they were looking for, but like first time at the championship, like a great a great run towards the towards the gold. And then um, the Thousand Island Spirits did make it to the final. And they come with a level of enthusiasm that was just, it was incredible. Like there, I took a, I took a couple of videos just standing on a bench because the noise was just, it was amazing to have that level of fans. Um, the Grizzlies had also brought a decent amount of fans with them. They just drove from Michigan. So when those two played each other, like it was, it was amazing. Like it was like big sports level intensity for cheering. So that was a really fun game day experience. And I will add one piece of research I did that's cool about the Thousand Island Spirits 
is they actually have like a wall at their games. I think they call it the spirit wall where they ask people to like bring, you know, pictures of lost loved ones or, you know, those you cared about. And they kind of have like a wall of memory, which I thought was like, what a cool way to honor loved ones while also tying into the sport. Like that was, so that was cool when I was researching them. They, uh, they have done a really beautiful job in just one short year of, of creating an entire culture like that. Some teams just like, don't really ever get to that level. Um, they were all merged out. Like everybody, they had a flag. Like I just, uh, Nate Jobson, kudos buddy. And then Charlie and Joe and paper city, like same thing. Like they, they came all merged out. They brought their fans like for first year teams. I'm, I'm really proud of both of them. That's cool. I love, I just, the, I guess there's probably 101,000 stories from this weekend that you have. Um, but I guess my second question to that was what was, you know, what was kind of just a beautiful moment that you saw that reminded you about how special, you know, what you're doing is. I had, I had a lot of like, I guess the, the in vogue word to use right now is like a glimmer instead of like a negative thing. Like just, um, I, the guys that were working, um, in and around the tournament, like the, the rest, the trainers, the guys on the box, the guys at the facility, all at some point were like, this is like, this is incredible. And I was like, yes, but it's the guy that Brian Spiller, who is the GM at Token Naperville uh, was like, you know, it's so funny because, you know, they're out on the floor and they're like just beating each other and they come off and they're, they're, they're respectful and they're kind. And I was like, they are the, like, I, I love my boys, all 1300 of them. And so the chance to like see guys that I saw last year, and there were just so many like small moments of goodness, like just, yeah, they came to play lacrosse, but that's not why we're there kind of feel just really threaded through the whole weekend. And I, I feel like everyone really felt that. And a lot of the teams, we ended a little earlier, this a little earlier, a lot earlier than we did on Saturday last year. So a lot of them like went into Chicago kind of together as a group. And like they, two hours before they had been just cross-checking each other into the board. So it's just like, it's a beautiful thing that they really do leave it on the floor and then like leave as friends. So just all of those moments just threaded together to make it awesome. Like I didn't, I, I walked away exhausted, but just, just delighted and, and how it turned out. So cool. Well, congrats. I love that. I a lot of positives for the growth of box and for you guys to hold it in the Midwest. You know, we obviously hold some pride in that too. And just looked like an absolutely wonderful experience all the way around. It really was. Cam, dude, what your turn? Mike is yours. Virtual Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, first and foremost, it was great to finally meet you in person. Um, yes, so absolutely, cool. Tucker. We did miss you, though. I'll, I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen at some point. Um. So, I mean, yeah, just a, just kind of a lot of thoughts, right? Um. One, it was cool to kind of see, you know, just the growth of box across in the U.S. Right. I mean, I know that those were just the top teams in your league, but your league is continuing to grow. And I, I know this next year, it's probably going to grow even more. So, you know, now that you've kind of had the the second year come and go fairly successful, what are we looking towards for next year? Now I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're not really going to have a break. It's going to be right into to planning season for you. So what does that look like? For sure. So I, I sent a feedback form out to my nationals guys, like 48 hours after we were finished. Um, nice. 
like you can't get better if you don't know. So um, I love the feedback. Uh, they're usually really good about giving it in like a not shitty way. Like, you know, this, I know they wanted showers. Like I got it. I got it. Joel gave me an earful about getting smelly on the plane. I got it. They want showers. <laughs> so showers will be a non-negotiable for the future, which I, is fair. They have to travel home. It's fair. Um, and then we'll have our annual meeting. So all the teams in the league, we have an annual meeting. We give them an opportunity to like put things towards a vote. Um, our driving force has always been, you know, that we're a league for the teams. We want to represent what they most want. So our annual meeting will kind of go over some statistics from the year. Um, we had a lot of jump in, in followers and streaming and um, sponsorships. And so like, I feel like we just had a whole new level of legitimacy that we can just build on. Uh, we have, I have had about eight new team calls. <laughs> they started in July of people being like, are we too late? And I was like, mm, yeah, for this year. Yeah. Um, but they're hyped. Like, um, the Seneca serpents are already like selling merch and I got a t-shirt already. It was like, love that for me. Nice. So like there's a, there's probably about eight, eight to 10 teams that, that look like solid contenders to join the league next year. And, and I'm sure we'll get more over the winter. So yeah, no, no real rest. We're all going to take a little break for Labor Day weekend. Um, Dave's contractually obligated to not talk about lacrosse for his girlfriend for the, for the first year of a few days, nice. which is fair. She traveled with them. She's lovely. So um, he's like, I can do that for her. I was like, all right, all right, we'll take a little break. But yeah, I know we have plans to, to meet again very quickly and, and get the annual meeting planned. So we'll rest ish, but not really take any time off. Yeah. Is there any plans to, you know, potentially have anything in the off season, like some sort of tournament, or is it just going to be focused in having the kind of the summer league happen and then guys can kind of do whatever they want the rest of the year? We would really enjoy being able to put an off season tournament together, um, timing it so that it kind of works in sync with some of those other ones that are kind of longstanding. Like we, right. we don't want to take away from something that's happening, but I would love an off season tournament. Like nationals feels like chaos to some people, but I just sets me on fire. I love game day. There's nothing, especially like what 22 game days or whatever we had back to back. They love it. So it would be super fun. Um, we are looking to add uh, women to to our future. So that's something that we'll spend a lot of the off season doing too. And then there's just, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of rumors about what's happening in the land of boxing and lacrosse. And so those are things that we'll navigate in the off season as well. Just, just to make sure that we've got a seat at, at all the tables that we need to be at. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, at least the impression I, I was under when I was there and just seeing how everything kind of unfolded for you guys. It, it's it's pretty exciting, you know, the way that box across is growing in the U.S. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of the initiatives that are currently happening are only going to continue to grow, especially with, you know, more and more teams. And hopefully we can expand that to youth and whatnot. So I think what you guys are doing is great. Um, and we're excited that, that you came on and, and kind of got to showcase everything that happened over the weekend and just, you know, your successful season. I'd like to kind of ask you in terms of your own personal growth as, you know, commissioner, director, right. Um, you know, what were some of the things that you noticed that were different this year than last year, just personally for you? What an interesting question. Um, I think I felt a little more 
comfortable. Um, to be totally transparent, it's a little, it's a little weird to be the girl. Um, but I will never stop being grateful that all those boys took a chance on this girl. Cause I, I really do love my job so much. Um, being able to connect with the teams and like strategize for success and, and really just give them the gift of being able to continue to be an athlete as an adult is like, it's special to be able to, to still compete. And so I feel like I hit a little bit more comfort, like, and confidence in, in my role. Um, last year also, we were really just figuring ourselves out. And so, um, I've been able to also really lean into the strengths of others. Um, Dave Mallard took on a huge role in the off season with the referees and it has, it has paid off tenfold because like the refs feel like part of our community now. And I know that like, that's not always the vibe with referees like us in Minnesota, we have partnered with our referee corps and that felt a little revolutionary because it, there's always that us them thing. And the refs that we had at nationals represented seven different regions and they were kind of nominated as, as being some of the best. And, and Dave brought an NLL representative to like evaluate and meet with them. So that was something that was really important to the teams. And, um, and then like, I've, I've got Tim on social media, just always searching for content, always reaching out to people. Um, I, I've got Rich working hard on like getting sponsorships, getting eyeballs on us, which isn't, isn't an easy job. Um, Justin does all of the money, which also isn't an easy job. Um, definitely not one that I would excel at. I can do money. I just don't want to. <laughs> And then I've got Tony Gray, who is really invested in like our developmental success. He brought on like a coach's corner with some spotlighting, some coaches and, and giving our coaches a community as well. And then our last thing that he brought on was uh, a mental health consultant that is just talking about like the, the mental health com component of being a competitive athlete, which I think we've seen in the recent past with with some high level performing athletes, like being really transparent about their struggles. So giving that resource um, to our players and teams as well. So I've got all these guys um, leveraging and, I've, and, and Scott Joyner, um, one of our original owners is working super hard in like the women's division. And like, I just, I've been able to, to get to know them and leverage their strengths but also some of our, our team owners and our GMs are like, I want to help. I want to, I want to be part of this. And so even just like bringing them in. So it's, it's a little less of like the administrative and like building that we had to do in year one and a little more kind of sinking into being like an actual leader and being able to, to get to know everyone and, and what they bring to the table and, and utilize it in a way that's best for all of us. So that was a really long answer. I'm sorry, no, that's what we're looking for. I mean, uh, you, we can tell that you're, you're passionate, uh, you know, about what you do. Right. And it's, it's great to see it because we need more people like you around the sport, especially if it's going to continue to grow and go anywhere. So, um, that's everything I had Garrett Tucker, you guys, uh, you guys got any more questions? No questions, just, you know, kudos to everything you're doing. And it's good to see that the other people in the league, not only team-wise, but administrative-wise, just people that want to help are being supportive of it. 
Um, and it's, it's more of a, it seems to be more of a community than more of a, hey, we're the league, we're telling you what to do. Everyone wants to chip in and help and watch it grow and just see where it goes. And I think that's very important for um, for any organization, to be honest. So that's great to see that. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like, it's cool. And it's fun to see, like, for me, I know a lot of these guys that play on these teams and I've known them for a while. And to see them year in, year out, they're, they're still playing. They're still a part of these teams. Some of them, I can't believe they're still playing. Like, first off, with the age, I'm like, man, some of you guys are really putting yourself to the ringer. But it's so fun to see the box community to come together in any space. But to see what y'all had this weekend and – the sheer number of people involved and like the fans that you saw at the games and all these different roles coming together to create this product was, was so cool to see, even from a social media viewing perspective, um, like the details were paid attention to, you can tell, which is really, really, really cool. So nothing but hats off to you and the positives you're, you know, making happen for the, the growth of the game of box in the U S because if you got teams calling you, that's a great issue to have because the product's working. So that's very, very, very cool. So yeah, and I, I just want to have one last remark that I also want to thank you just on the behalf of the Box Across channel and our podcast, because you've definitely been big supporters of us as well. Um, so, you know, thanks for doing that and, and for kind of advocating for us. And it was cool to, to come to the NABLL. And I mean, Garrett and I are just kind of walking around with Al and a camera and people walking up and be like, oh, you guys are from the Box Across channel. It's like, yeah, you know, they know us because yes. of some of the things that we've done, but also because Rachel's been a big advocate for us. So, uh, you know, we we expect this to to be a, a fun, long relationship. And we really appreciate appreciate you coming on and giving us your time once again. Uh, definitely won't be the last time. So thanks, No, Rachel. you guys are a blast. And DJ even brought me like a party can of old fashioned. Yeah, baby, the party can sponsored. I'm a Wisconsin girl at heart. I love a good old fashioned. So I was like, I'm probably not going to drink this now because I'm a terrible <laughs> lightweight, but I'm definitely going to take it home with me. Yeah. Let us know when you crack it open. They're pretty good. Um, it's a uh, Chicago company. Um, that's one of our sponsors for both the uh, Portagers and the, the box across channels. So it's uh, a super, it's a super fun sponsor. I was very, I was very touched to receive a party can myself. I'll take a selfie with it. Cause now I'm not surrounded <laughs> by, uh, 300 boys so i don't have anyone to stop me <laughs> with anymore good awesome well thanks so much for your time we really appreciate it um and we'll see you again soon yeah thanks for having me it was great to talk about nationals <laughs> awesome sounds good